can open up to the book of Ephesians. Chapter 4. And this is Paul speaking, or I guess writing this letter, letter, I believe, as he's in jail. Or he just got out of jail, or, or he's going to jail. But he starts off from verse 1, and he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, and with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And I guess as I was reading that first sentence where he says, you know, I, the prisoner of the Lord, you know, I guess I'm thinking if, if, you know, if he's in jail, he has probably a lot of time to think. You know, you're just sitting there most of the day. You have a lot of time to think. And I, and I bet every single word that, that he writes in this letter or any of the other letters where he's, he's, he's you know, in jail or, or a prisoner, you know, I believe that, you know, he's really pondering and thinking about, you know, what's the most important thing that I can write, you know, in this letter? What's, you know, God, what do you want to say specifically to this church that, that I'm writing to right now, you know? with this letter being for the church in Ephesus. And he says, you know, walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, and with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. So he, he, he's, he's saying, you know, one of the most important things that, that, you know, I feel for you guys is, is, is you guys need to, you know, be gentle to each other, you guys need to be long suffering with each other, and you guys need to love each other. You know, you know, bear one another with love. And, you know, to bear somebody that's even more than just, you know, loving somebody that's easy to love. To, you know, bearing with somebody is, you know, you're, you're putting up with somebody. You know, it's not enjoyable sometimes. It's not fun sometimes. Maybe it's not even somebody that you necessarily, necessarily like very much. But you have to bear with them with love. So not just bearing with them, but bearing with them with love. So it's, it's almost like he's... You know, because before that, there's a lot of places in Scripture where he just says, you know, love one another, love one But now he's saying, you know, bear, bearing with one another in love. So it's like, just humble yourself. Just, just learn how to, how to survive with the people that, that are around you. And more than that, learn how to love them. You know, learn how to love them. Love, learn how to, how, to, how to place them above yourself. Lo- learn how to think of them higher than yourself. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how we have to love one another. Especially, you know, within the church. Especially, you know, within this, this, this community. Because, you know, more than anything, God said, you know, this is who we're supposed to love more than, more than anybody else almost. As, as crazy as that sounds. And in Genesis, in, in chapter 11, there's the story of, you know, after the flood, when, when you know, people started filling, the, filling up the, the land again. And it says that, that, that the people became united and they started to build a tower. It says that they started to build a tower and, and it says that God saw the unity that they had. And God saw that, hey, they're going to build a tower to the heavens. You know, 
they're so united that they're going to actually do it. And, and, you know, seeing that unity, the only thing that God could do to stop them is just to separate them. You know, to, to toss them into different parts of the world, you know. Maybe that's how Native Americans, you know, came to America. Maybe that's how the, the, the people came to Argentina. I don't, I don't even remember the name, but maybe that's how it happened. You know, we don't know to this day. Well, I think we'll, we'll find out when we're in heaven. But God separated all the people because he saw that with their unity, you know, the fact that they're together, that they're one, they're able to do this task that's seemingly impossible for, for man. And it's impossible for, for, for mankind. And, and, you know, unity is, is, is something that's very important to us. And, and, and before I get too deep into this, I want us to watch a short video. We, we, we did this a uh, couple of years ago at camp. And I'm going to be honest with you. You can, you can put it up on the screen but not play it yet. I, I you know, when I think of, of, of teamwork and, and unity, I think of sports. And I was trying to find something that's not soccer. And it's just very difficult. <laughs> Because, uh, because American sports, I'm, I'm going to say it, American sports are so about people like one person. It's not about a team, it's about a hero. You know, in football you have the quarterback, everyone else is kind of there and, you know, teamwork is important. But if you have a good quarterback, you know, you're a good team. You know, in basketball you have one, since there's only five players on a court, one person can just take over. Here it's, it, it's hard to run through 11 people. That, this is the only real sport. But anyways, you can, baseball, you know, baseball is not even a sport. There you go. See, teamwork. Right, teamwork. It's so... I don't know. For me, when, when I'm watching it, it's cool when you see the ball, like, you know, ding, 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 goal. Instead of you just see one person just kind of like... Goal. You know, it's... And then, you know, in our life, you know, we're going to be placed in situations all the time where, where we're going to need to have teamwork. We're, we're going to need to be united when we're going to need to have... One goal as the people around us, whether that's in ministry, whether it's at work, whether it's, it's you know, in a school project, when you're with a group, you're, you know, in your families, pretty much your whole life you're going to need to learn how to, how to bear with people. Your whole life you're going to need to learn how to adjust yourself to, to, to be able to survive with, with the people that are around you. And it, it's, it's not just something that, that you need in ministry. It's not just something that you need as, as you know... A, a person here in church, you need this every day of your life. And, and even, even Jesus, one of, the, one of the last things he told his disciples is, is he said, you know, people will know me when they see that the love that you guys have for one another. You know, through that love that you guys have for each other, people will see me. You know, if you love each other, you know, if, if, if you have love for one another. That's probably a better way to put it, if you have love than if you love. Because, you know, we, we love music, we love Sports, we love everything, but it's difficult to have love for somebody. It's like you're, you're kind of forcing it out of you sometimes. You're, 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 you're making a decision. It's not necessarily a feeling or an emotion. It's, it's, a, it's a decision that you make. That, hey, this is my brother, this is my sister. I'm going to love them even, even when, when they slap me. Even, even when they do something that, that disrespects me or, or, or something I don't agree with, I'm going to continue to love them. I'm going to continue to love them. I'm, I'm going to continue to, to, to serve them. I'm going to continue to, to be patient with them. And in, in, in Galatians chapter 5, it talks about the, the, the nine fruit of the Spirit. And, and you guys can open up there. That's, that's where we will be for, for the rest of this uh, short talk. 
It's Galatians chapter 5, and it's towards the end. It's going to be verse 22, yeah, in verse 22 until the end. And you know what, you know, if, if you grew up in, in Sunday school, you probably learned these in, in, in Sunday school, but the fruit of the Spirit is, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against these, there is no law. So these nine, nine things, and a lot of times we, we think of these as these are, you know, fruit that, that we need to have so that we're good Christians. But every single one of these things has to do with our relationship to the people around us. Every single one of them, without an exception. The first one is love. Love will enable us to appreciate our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And of course, our family and others around us. Love is taking the initiative to build up and meet the needs of others without expecting anything in return. That's what love is. is when you do something for somebody and, and, and you're not even looking to benefit anything out of that relationship. You just... Your, your position is to love them. You know, a lot of times in, in ministry, that's what we're doing. You know, when we, when, we go, when we go to Yogi Bear, when we go to Mexico, when we go anywhere, you know, we're going there and we're, and we're, and we're you know, using that, that love that God has placed in our hearts that, that transformed us and we're just giving it all out and we're not even expecting to, to get anything from anybody. We know God will reward us. You know, you know the, the word says that, that God is not unjust and He won't forget the work that we do when we serve. You know, but we're not doing it to, to, to benefit something from people. We're not, we're not doing it to, you know, to, to get something financially or, or, you know, to get special, you know, attention or anything. We're just doing it out of, out of the love that's in our heart, out of, out of what, God, what God put inside of us. That's what love is. And joy, you know, with, in the Word it says, you know, to rejoice with those who rejoice. You know, and to mourn with those who mourn. You know, it's, it's very difficult to rejoice with, with people who are, who are rejoicing sometimes. You know, because there's a whole lot of other emotions that, that you know, rise up and, and thoughts that rise up inside of us when, when, when we see somebody succeeding. Or, or when we see somebody, you know, who, who, who are achieving something in life. A lot of times, you know, you can have jealousy start rising up in your heart. You can have anger start ri- rising in your heart. You can have, you know, ir- irritability. You know, a whole lot of things can happen. So sometimes it's, it's almost more difficult to rejoice with somebody who's rejoicing than to mourn with somebody who's mourning. But... That's what it means to have joy in your heart. That's, that's one of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, to, to have joy every day of your life, you know, is difficult enough. You know, because I don't know what your guys' lives are like. My, my life isn't perfect all the time. And, you know, sometimes, you know, to, to be joyful in the morning is, is, is pretty difficult. And, it's, and, and you know, and, and when you just start talking to God and saying, God, I remember what you brought me out of. You know, I remember what you, what you did in my life. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rejoice. You know, and, and just like David, you know, was talking to himself and he, he's saying, rejoice, you know, praise the Lord, worship the Lord. That's what we need to do. But rejoicing with others, that, that's where it's a lot more difficult for me, I guess. Maybe, maybe it's different for you guys. For me, it's, it's, it's very difficult to, to love people. Right, Vaisya? Right? We always joke around about that. Like, you know, we love Jesus, but, you know, we love Jesus. People are more difficult to love, but we love Jesus. But that's what we need to do. And, and, you know, joy will allow us to enjoy His creation, others, and our circumstances with an expression of delight and real, authentic happiness from and with harmony with God and others. And, you know, and even, even, even when you're close to somebody and, and you know, and they're struggling and, and, and you're going with them through, through a struggle or, you know, you're praying with them through, 
through something. You know, when you see victory at, at, at the end, you know, when, when you're with somebody and you see every step, every difficult decision that they make, and then you see victory in the end, you know, there, there's, there are very few things in life that, that bring me more joy than that. You know, when, when, when you were there, when you were in the mud, when you were, when you were just working with somebody, when, when they were at the lowest, and, and, and you saw that, you know, they kept getting up, they kept fighting, and then you see that victory in the end. You know, and that's when we rejoice. That's when we begin to just praise God for, 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 for what He's able to do in, you know, in the lives of people around us. Peace. It's the third one. Peace is surrendering and yielding to the Lord's control, for He is our ultimate peace. It is allowing tranquility to be our tone and to control our equanimity. This will be fueled by our harmonious relationship with God so we can hand over control of our heart, will, and mind to Him. Once we make real peace with God, we will be able to make and maintain peace with others. When you spend a lot of time with the same people, you know, anywhere in our life, anywhere, when you, you know, every day, you know, that's why our families, you know, they can be so difficult sometimes. And then you think, oh, when I get married, it'll be a piece of cake. It's just my parents don't understand anything. And it, 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 there are difficult days there too, where it's very hard to just hold your peace sometimes. And, and, and this is where humility comes. This is where you just, you learn how to bear with somebody. You learn how to, how to work with somebody. You know, one of the other fruit is, is, is patience, and, and we'll get into that, but... You know, it's so difficult to be at peace with people that you spend a lot of time with. Even at work, you see the same people every single day. And, you know, and for the first, you know, couple months or for the first year, you know, people can wear a mask and people can pretend that everything's fine. But, you know, when you work at the, with the same people for six or seven or ten years, you know, ugly things start popping up every once in a while. Not just on their end, on your end as well. And, and, you know, in, in, in church, you know, we're all Christians and, and, and you know, we're, we're all learning together. A lot of times at work, we're the only ones that are really learning. Everyone else is just, you know, doing what they want to do. And, and, and we have to have peace. Have peace with God, you know. If, you know, if somebody is going against the word of God, it doesn't mean that just for the sake of peace that, that, that we need to just be quiet. And, you know, oh, I'm just, you know, I don't want to get in a conflict. I don't want to get in an argument. You know, peace with God is above everything else. But once you have that, you know, the word commands us to do everything in our power to be at peace with those around us. You know, and, and, if, and if, you know, as long as we're not contradicting the word of God by, you know, staying silent when we're not supposed to, you know, we're supposed to be at peace with the people around us. And, and you know, we, it's, it, it's funny that this happened, but I had a situation yesterday where, where me and my coworker, we had a disagreement. We had a very strong disagreement because now technically we don't have a boss. We're our own bosses. You know, it kind of changed to where, you know, we're both part owners of the company. So we don't really have a boss. So we need to figure out how to deal with situations. You know, we don't, we don't have, you know, like a mom and dad that we can run to and, you know, they'll fix our problems. So we had a disagreement because I'm you know, overseeing, you know, all the, you know, cameras that we're doing, you know, all the actual work that we're doing, and he's overseeing all the customer service stuff, and it overlaps because the cameras that we're doing belongs to the customers that he's talking to. So our, our work really overlaps, and there was a situation that rose up where the customer is not right, 
And you know, and sometimes in customer service, they'll tell you the customer's always right. The customer's not always right. And in this situation, the customer wasn't right. So from his end, you know, we should bend over backwards and, you know, do everything we can and lose money to make this guy happy so he doesn't write anything bad on the internet. And from my end, I'm like, yeah, but then we're making 10 other people unhappy because we're putting so much attention to him that these 10 people are going to be ignored for an extended period of time. So I'm like, at this point, it's not just, it's not fair. We tried to mend with him. We tried to do something. And, and he keeps pushing and he keeps pushing. So... And we're in this situation where we want to please the customer and we want to please all our workers and we want to please all the other customers and we want to please everybody. And in life you can't please everybody a lot of times. And, and, and so we're, we're disagreeing, we're disagreeing. And then it's easy when there's three of us because there's always going to be majority. But, and, and you know, so we go to you know, the, the third person in, in the same position as us at that point and, and we explain everything to him. And, and he holds up my side. So we have, you know, two against one. You know, we go with the decision that I made pretty much. And at that point, you know, as soon as the conversation was over, as soon as the st- Skype call ended, I wanted to just turn him and just say, I told you so. So badly. I just wanted to say, I told you so. And at that moment, the guy is telling me, if you do this, you're going to disrupt the peace. That's what you're doing right now. If you do this, you're not going to act as a Christian. Yes, you were right. Yes, you have, you know, you have full right to say that. But you're going to disrupt the peace. You know, you're not going to act as a Christian. And I just stayed quiet and I just went back to my work and he just went back to, my, to, to, to his work. And that's where it ended. And we just dropped it. We forgot about it. But I don't know if you guys get feelings like that. Maybe I'm just really wicked. And, and, but man, thank you, Robert. <laughs> But man, that, that, that urge inside of me was just, it took everything I had to just fight against that. It just took every fiber of my being and just to hold, clench my teeth and just say, God, give me mercy right now. And that's what it takes sometimes. And you know, the same situations will happen in our families. The same situations will happen in school. The same situations will happen pretty much almost every day of your life, you know, to some degree. And, and we need, especially within the church, we need to learn how to hold our peace. We need to learn how to, how to have peace with everybody around us. We need to learn how to just, at, at points, just humble ourselves just for the sake of having peace. Even if sometimes we don't get our way. Even, even if sometimes, you know, something happens and, and, and we're right and everyone else is wrong, but we're doing what's wrong and just hold your peace. You know, as long as, as, long as, as, as God isn't being disrespected, as, as long as the word of God isn't being put under question, just hold your peace. You know, and in, in those kinds of situations, you rise up, you, you know, be, be strong and courageous, you know, and, and, and stand up for the word of God. But if, if, if it's not going against the word of God, you know, work, you know, communicate. Have peace, communicate with one another. That's what, you know, especially with this generation, I feel like, a lot of kids and teenagers and, and even young adults at this point, we don't know how to communicate anymore because we grew up with a computer. You know, we never talk to anybody face to face anymore. We, we text somebody or, or we message somebody or we call somebody and then very rarely we talk to somebody face to face. You know, we're blessed that we go to a church and, and, you know, we see one another very often, but and and. and there is something in that as well. That in itself is, 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 is an attack on humanity because people don't know how to communicate anymore. And, and, you know, it's like you even have 
people on the internet, they're so brave to, to, to make a comment or, or to write something or, you know, we're so brave. And then, you know, in, in person, just nothing. And, you know, and, and as Christians, we need to learn when to be bold. We need to learn when to be strong and, and, and speak up. And then we need to learn how to hold our peace when we need to. You know, and that's a, that's a balancing act. But we need to kind of teach ourselves both aspects of that. It's, we're always going to be working towards perfection in both of those things. Patience. You know, patience. Patience is, is showing tolerance. I don't even like the word tolerance anymore because... Because at, at this point, it's, it's just so twisted. But, you know, when I was a kid and we were learning tolerance in, in, in uh, um, language arts, that's what it was when you learn the new words and, and you spell, you know, when we were learning the word tolerance, it had a different meaning than now. But it's showing fortitude to others and even accepting difficult situations from them and God without making demands or conditions. So, you know, patience is, is vital in our Christian walk. So many times God will tell you to do something and or better yet this is when it gets difficult when god makes you a promise when god says you know this will happen you'll see this in your life just just like we 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 heard about abraham today you know god made abraham a promise and then it was up to abraham just to be patient just to be patient just to wait well god what do you mean i'm going to be the father of nations what what do you mean what what do you mean look in these four directions we can't even have a kid just to be patient and And with people, it's very difficult to be patient as well. That kind of ties into to, to the piece that we were talking about. But, you know, maybe patience strikes, strikes more in your family than, than, you know, anywhere else. Is, you know, to be patient with one another because we're not perfect. You know, we're going we're gonna to mess up. We, you know, I don't, I don't know. Okay, she's not here right now. I don't know how many times. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll, she, she listens to this, so I can't hide anything from her. I don't know how many times I asked, I asked Susha to, to, you know, leave the door unlocked when I'm coming home because, you know, we just changed our lock and we haven't had a chance to make a second key. I don't know how many times I asked to, to, to leave it unlocked because when I call her, she's not going to pick up and then I have to stand there for five minutes and, and bang and wait. And it just keeps happening. You just have to be patient. And so many times she has asked me, you know, don't put your shirt here when you take it off. Put it here or put it away. And I do the same thing. I, I, sorry, I forget, sorry. And it's patience in both directions. But in your family, it's just, you know, those are just small things. You know, and I'm sure there's, you know, little things that, that, that you can come up with in your family. But you just have to learn to be patient with one another. You just have to learn. And, you know, and every once in a while, like, like yesterday, after practice, I come home and the door's unlocked. And I'm like, I didn't even ask her to do it this time. And, you know, it's these little things and, and, and you know, you're, you get so happy because <laughs> I can come home. Don't worry, she's not leaving, she's not leaving the door locked because I'm not allowed to go home. You know, I'm not in trouble or anything, just, just so that we're all on the same page here. And I'm sure Vadim knows about that. He sounds like he's talking out of experience. Anyways, but patience in your family. And when you have kids, it's just your... You realize how important patience is. You realize how important patience is, and you realize how much patience God has with us. More than anything, I think that that's what I see from 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 Becky, and you know, from you know, Mia doesn't do anything. She just eats and sleeps and poops, and that's it. And waves her hands in a strange way that doesn't make any sense. That's it. You know, with Becky, it's just, 
don't do this, don't go here, don't touch that, do this, do this, go here, why aren't you coming, we're already in the car, why are you, look, why are you picking a flower out of the ground right now, we're late. And there's just so much patience. And it's patience, but you realize that this is what a Christian is supposed to have. This is, this is how a Christian is supposed to act. You know, this is what makes us different. We, we went to my parents' house earlier this weekend. You know, we, we, we were dropping the kids off there because we needed to come here for, for practice. And, 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 and there was some guy, I don't remember, and he's just like yelling at his kid, like yelling. And I'm like, man, that's like scary. That is scary. I can't even, I can't even imagine doing that and, and calling myself a Christian at that point. And, you know, just being patient, you know, with learning how to, how to suffer. A lot of these things just tie to humility. You know, learning how to just be quiet and just, and just accept it and, and, you know, and work towards perfection with somebody. You know, help them, help them grow, help them get better, but not getting mad, you know, not getting angry. Kindness. This is one that I'm very good at. Kindness is practicing benevolence and a loving attitude towards others. When was the last time you did something out of genuine kindness? Ask yourself that. That's a question. You know, when was the last time you even did something just just because I want to be nice to you? You know, I don't expect anything in return. In return, you know, I just want to give you this or I just it's not your birthday but I just I just wanted you to have this you know it's it's easy to be kind on somebody's birthday it's easy to be kind on you know mother's day or something but just being kind just just cuz I'm a christian and I and I want to be kind and and I want to bless you and what, when was the last time we did that when was the last time that 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 we sacrificed you know a part of our day or a couple hours and and you know bless somebody goodness Goodness displays integrity, honesty, and compassion to others and allows us to do the right thing. And doing the right thing when no one is watching. You know, there's, there's a phrase, you know, doing something out of the goodness of your heart. You know, it ties to the same thing, just being a Christian, just, just giving up a part of yourself, just giving up a part of something that, that you earned yourself. And, and, you know, just giving that away, just, just, just blessing somebody. Something that, that costs us sometimes. Something that will be a blessing for others. And faithfulness is, is, the, is the gluing fruit that will preserve our faith and the other characteristics of the Spirit. As well as identify God's will so we can be dependable and trusting to God and others. You know, we, we hear the word faithfulness a lot. You know, being faithful or, or, or having faith. You know, we, we hear that so often, but... You know, is that a real part of our lives? And, and, you know, especially in our ministries. I know, I know personally I talk about this every single time I come up here. And I don't know why I do this, but it's just in me. It's, in ministry, it's so important for us to be faithful. It's so important for us to be dependable. You know, it's, it's the most difficult thing when you're, when you're in charge of something and you don't know if somebody's going to show up. You, don't, you know, you can't fully depend on a person. You know, same thing at, 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 at work. It's so difficult to find somebody who's, who's faithful. You know, it's so difficult to find somebody that, you know, if you tell them do this, you know they're going to do this. And even more, you know, they'll go beyond that. And after they're done with this, they're going to look for something else. A lot of times you tell somebody to do this, and then you have to check 15 minutes later, and then you have to check an hour later to make sure it gets done. And a lot of times it still doesn't get done. 
And it's so it's it's that's such an important quality to have, especially in your marriage, especially in your families. Without faithfulness, you pretty much you, you can't have a marriage. Without faithfulness, you, you, you can't have a ministry. Without faithfulness, you can't serve God efficiently. And and, and the way that, that we need to serve Him. You know, and, and, and it's not just and a lot of times it's not even just being everywhere and doing everything. It's just, you know, being dependable. You know, when, when, you, when you say something, are you going to do it? When, when, you know, you say you're going to be somewhere at a certain time, are you going to be there at that time? You know, it's, it's, that can be difficult sometimes, but, you know, are you, are you working towards that? You know, some people, it's like they come late and, and you can see they're kind of like bothered by it and they feel uncomfortable and, you know, you can see that they would rather not be late. Some people just come late and, you know, you're welcome that I came. You know, and it's, 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 it's such an important quality to have, especially as a Christian. If, if, we, if we want to see God doing amazing things in us, you've got to be faithful. You've got to be faithful because when you're faithful with little, then God will give you more. You know, that's, that's what God said himself. That, that's the word that he used. He said, when you're faithful with a little bit, that's when you'll get more. That's when, you know, when, when, when we'll begin to see blessing in our life and, and you know, just amazing things happen and, and, you know, God working through us in ways that we didn't even imagine before. It's when we're faithful to Him. It's when we're faithful to, to, to the promises that, that, that we make to Him, the promises that we make to the people around us, when we're faithful in our families, when we're faithful in our ministries, when we're faithful, in, you know, in our, at, our, at, at school, at, at, at work. You know, even just honesty ties into that. You know, if, if you didn't finish your homework, don't copy your friend's homework. Oh, I know, that's, that's difficult. It's like, well, that's cheating. You're not learning anything. Just be honest. When you're honest and you tell the teacher you didn't do it and you get in trouble for not doing it, then something might actually change next time. Then something might actually change inside of you and, and you might actually begin to drive yourself to work hard. But when you always find an easy way out, when you always find a, a, a way to cut corners, a, a way you know, to, to, to figure everything out, at some point or another, it's going to come back to bite you. Because it's going to keep, it's going to keep adding up, and it's going to keep adding up, and then you know, a lot of times you could be in a test, and you don't know anything because you didn't do the, your homework, you just copied your friends. And your friends are far away, or you can't copy them in this certain situation. I've been to school. I know what it's like in school. I'm not that old yet. It wasn't that long ago. I know what it's like. I, I know it's just I didn't do my homework. I need, I need to, you know, just five minutes before class, you're just sitting there copying everything. And, and it's easy when, it, when it's multiple choice because, you know, the teacher can't tell you copied somebody. You know, when, when people write stuff out, you know, you, you can't just copy it word for word. I was very sneaky. I'd copy the idea but just use my own words. I don't know, dude, it's a coincidence that it's the same thought. I, I don't know. But that's not right. You know, what, as, as, a Christian, as a Christian, what should we do? You know, you, you guys answer that question. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You guys can decide for yourselves. But, you know, for me, at, at you know, this point in my life, I, I've learned that, hey, if there's a consequence, I should just take it and, and learn from it and try to avoid it and avoid it, avoid it until that consequence gets bigger and bigger and bigger and more painful and, 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 and problematic to deal with. Just, you know, deal with it as soon as possible. And that ties into to your faithfulness. If, if, something's, if something's wrong, if, if you're running late, send a text message, call, do something. 
You know, don't just, eh. You know, and even in that, you know, you, you humble yourself. You know, every, every time I'm late and I have to text Vizek that Vizek, I'm going to be five minutes late, I'm humbling myself because I'm like, I'd rather just, you know, come here five minutes late and stand by that door and when he's not paying attention, run in and be like, oh, I was here for five minutes. You know, it's, but you don't learn anything from that. You don't get anywhere there. You, you just, you, you avoid it, you avoid it and you avoid it and you never learn from it and you never grow. And, you know, as, as a Christian, we're supposed to grow. We're supposed to, you know, become perfect as he is perfect. That's, that's our job. Gentleness is the character that will show calmness, personal care, and tenderness in meeting the needs of others. Not being short-tempered or irritable. It's so difficult to do when, when something doesn't go your way to not, like, you know... It's, it's almost like you have lighter fluid all over you and then when something goes wrong, it's like just a spark goes off somewhere. And, you know, you're enraged, you're, you're angry, you're, 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 you're irritated. And it's so, it's so difficult just, just to stay calm, just to stay gentle. You know, that's not a word that I know a lot of guys are, are, are comfortable with. You know, guys don't want to be gentle, guys want to be rough. I don't know what the opposite of gen, uh, gentle, not gender. I saw a chart earlier this week. I hope it was a joke, but I, I saw a picture of all the genders that exist. Now, there are 32 genders. I thought there were 17, which is already bad enough. Now there's 32. And apparently on Facebook, there's 60 that you can pick from. And then I saw this picture of like the original gender signs, you know, the circle with the arrow and then the circle with the line. And, you know, it's the two genders, and it says only 90s kids will remember these two genders. <laughs> and, you know, obviously everyone before the 90s. And I'm just, anyways, that's, that's beside the point, but we're, we're living in a crazy world. But gentleness, not gender, gentleness. It's, it's you know, guys don't like to be gentle. Guys, guys like to... Hmm? Gentlemen. We're supposed to be gentle, gentlemen, but, you know, and that's something that we have to strive for, but... At this point, it's not just guys. That's the scary thing. And it's, it's not funny, unfortunately, because it seems that, you know, nowadays girls are, are, you know, being pushed to act like boys, and then boys are being pushed to act like girls. And, and, and you know, and that's why you have 32 genders. I guess it does, fl- <laughs> it does fit into this. But... You know, and, and, but at the same time, you know, being gentle doesn't mean, you know, you're acting like a girl. Or, or, or you know, you're always like, eh, eh. <laughs> you know, just, I'm not going to do that again. Just, you know, not even getting angry. It's so difficult, especially when, when, when we're, you know, playing basketball or even when we're playing volleyball. If you think about how can you get angry when you're playing volleyball, it's very easy to get angry when you're playing volleyball. You know, when, when you're playing and, and, you know, and when you're playing on a team and the ball drops in the same exact spot every single time, it, it's, it's hard to not get angry, you know, or, or irritated. But that's, that's what we need to do. We need to learn how to, how to control ourselves. Our, our, our emotions are just all over the place. And then, you know, this, this goes to everybody, not just guys or girls. You know, we need to learn how to just, you know, be gentle. I, I, feel, I feel like, you know, when, when Jesus walked into a place... You know, he wasn't wearing a snapback and like walking like, hey! Can you imagine Jesus walking in anywhere like that? 
No, it's, it's, it's absurd because that's, that doesn't fit into the character that he has. That doesn't fit into to, to what we read about him when, when, when we see the way that he acted. And, you know, and, and, you know I'm, I'm sure he knew how to have a good time. I'm sure he knew how to laugh. I'm sure he wasn't always just, you know, with the halo. I'm, I'm sure he was a person, but, you know, there, there's like a line that you see that he would never cross in, in the way that he acts. You know, you, you kind of think of, of Pastor the same way. I can't imagine Pastor, like, coming into a room like that. He's just, he's, you know, calm. He's Gentle is a good way to describe Pastor, I think. It's a, it's a good way to describe him, and I, I think... Pastor's manly enough. He's not, you know, <laughs> losing in, in that department just because he acts gentle or just because he acts calm. You know, if, if you guys disagree, we can have a conversation afterwards. But, you know, that's a quality that, that we need to learn. You know, and all these things, I know that, that, that we're, we're pushing them to extremes of, and, you know, and we're supposed to be perfect. And I realize that we're not all there. But, you know... I know every time I read these nine things, there's one that stands out to me and I'm kind of like, this is what I need to focus on right now. You know, like this is something I'm struggling with right now. And maybe as I'm, as I'm going through this, you know, you have one thing that you need to focus on. You know, and afterwards when you go home, start to focus on that one thing. Don't just be overwhelmed because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not any of these nine things that, that, that were mentioned. Because I know I'm not any of these nine things that were mentioned except maybe gentleness and kindness. That was a joke. I'm not gentle. And the last thing, self-control. Self-control will allow us to have discipline and restraint with obedience to God and others. You know, I'm not going to say that this is the most difficult thing to have, but definitely one of the most important ones. Because without self-control, you won't last very long as a Christian. You know, without forcing yourself to, 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 to read the Word of God without forcing yourself to spend time with Him. You know, and some days, you know, you're excited and, and you're ready to do it and it's easy and then some days you just, you get up and I have to do this. Or, or you know, if, if, if the clock hits at, at a certain time when you know you're supposed to spend time with God, I'm supposed to do this. You know, it doesn't matter what's happening right now, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, I have to do this. Having self-control in that, having self-control when when... You have to be patient or, or you have to just humble yourself that having self-control in those, in those moments. And, and these are all things that, you know, yes, it's in our relationship between us and God, but it's also in our relationships with each other. And, and you know, as, as, as summer hits, just like every year, you know, we start to go to parks more, we start to hang out more, and we start to see these things pop up in our lives more and more. Because like I said in the beginning, the more time you spend with people, the, the, the more often you know, things start to pop up. You know, a situation starts to pop up. You start to get angry at somebody. You start to get irritated at somebody. And in these situations, we need to learn how to act, not just for our sake, but for the sake of, of, of unity. Unity in our, in our youth. Unity in our church. That's, you know, if we don't have that, then people won't be able to know that we're God's disciples by the love that they see that we have for one another. So it goes back to that. And going back to the first verse that, that, that Paul wrote, he said, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, which is to love one another. So that's the calling that every single one of us has been called to, is to love one another. On top of you know, serving, on, on top of, on top of you know, the Great Commission, on top of you know, repenting and, and, and getting baptized, and 
being filled with the Holy Spirit, we have to learn how to love one another. And it's difficult sometimes, but if, if you know, we're moving towards that, you know, we're apologizing when we need to, we're, 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 we're holding our tongue when we need to, you know, and then as time goes on, you know, we'll be more and more united, and then we'll be able to do things that we didn't even think would be possible in, in, in Bothell, Washington. You know, and, and it's going to come with that. And, you know, and I, I believe we're getting there. You know, it's... Every time I start to get discouraged about, about our church or our youth, I, I remember that the, the word that God spoke through Dima where before we grow, it's going to get smaller. You know, and it's so, so difficult to, to accept that sometimes, and it's so difficult to see people leave sometimes, but, you know, and you continue to pray for them, but then you realize that we're, we're moving somewhere. You know, God's, God's leading us somewhere. You know, he's, he's, he's doing something here. He hasn't forgotten about us. He, he's not just, you know, in, in, in Vancouver when we go to the conference. He's not just in Louisiana when we go there. He's not just in Mexico when we go there. He's here. And He's here every single week. He's here every single Sunday. He's here every single Monday, every single Tuesday, every single, every single day He's here. We get used to it sometimes and, and we forget that He's here, but He's always here. And, and you know, Him probably more than us, he wants to see something break out in this place. You know, more than us, you know, he wants to see, you know, our, our, our neighborhoods around here saved. And, you know, and more than even us, he probably, he, he wants us to have a, a, an English-speaking service. And, you know, and the church to be packed full with, of people that don't even speak Russian or don't care for Russians at all. Even though they should, because we're all Russians. But. And, and I'm sure that's, that's burning in his heart even more than it's burning in our hearts. And, you know, and that's the desire of his heart, and, and, and that's what he wants. And, and, you know, and we're moving towards that, and, and without unity, we won't get there. And, that, you know, that's why I, think, I, I feel like that's why we started praying for, for the nations, because, you know, on top of us having unity here, we see that, you know, we're united with churches in Mexico now, we're, we're united with, with, with churches in, in, in Russia. You know, when we went to Egypt, we saw our brothers that, that don't look like us, that don't dress like us, but they have the same spirit as us. You know, and, and, and you see that, that God's uniting His church all around the world. And, 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 and there's a clear division going on, going on nowadays. Even, even in, in the church, even in Christianity. It's a very big division. You know, and every time I, I, I open up the news, I see that line more clearly. Every single time. I open up the news now and I hear, what else Donald Trump did wrong, you know, today or tomorrow or whatever. I'm like... Like, a, the world's going to hate, you know, those who, who belong to me. Isn't that what God said? Everything's going to go against Christians. Everything's going to go against those who expose evil and those who expose the truth. And you're like, it's interesting. Is there's a clear division, and it's almost like it's get, there's more and more tension. It's like, you know, I'm, most of you probably have never strung a guitar, but when you string a guitar, it, it, still, it still scares me to this day because, you know, you tighten it, and you think it's tight enough and you play the note and you look at the tuner and you're like, oh, it's not even close yet. And you keep tightening it and you keep tightening it and there's more and more tension and you think this thing is going to snap at any second and it's going to hit my eye. But you keep tuning it and you keep tuning it and there's so much tension. But when you tune it to the right place, you know, it's the right note. It's the right chord. And, and that's what's happening. I feel in Christianity, Christianity nowadays, there's tension and there's tension, and there's tension, and it's just something we have to stick through, and we have to stand strong. As Christians, we have to be firm. We have to keep tuning. 
every day in our lives just keep tuning and, and, until you're where you're supposed to be and, and you know these nine fruits that we talked about those are things that we're just those are nine strings in our life that we're constantly tuning and you know and through that we'll see God move in this place and, and, and through our lives and let's all just stand up we're gonna we're gonna pray and